break it down. Down like this. Yo, 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 welcome along everyone to Tempo Fit Workout of the Week. It is great to have your company once again. My name is Hayden Sherman. This is episode number 124. You are tuned into the podcast where we give you a new running workout every week. And I'll give you the how, the why, the what, and give you all the tools you need to tailor it to your situation wherever, whenever you are doing your training. And I hope you, uh, those Southern Hemisphere uh, listeners, are enjoying the the heat of summer. We're definitely in the thick of summer here where I live in New Zealand. And it is muggy and hot each day and you you just start moving, like you just put on your shoes and you're already sweating. Um, But also our Northern Hemisphere listeners, you guys are probably hanging out for the end of winter. All right, so... This week's workout, we move into a new little series, which I'm coming, I've come up with a title, which is a bit, a bit long-winded, but I like alliteration, so let's, let's run with it. Lungs, legs, and lactate ladder, part one. So this is the lungs, legs, and lactate ladder, part one. These are ladder sessions. Now, very quickly, a ladder session is something that starts shorter and usually faster, the intervals, shorter and faster intervals, and then you get progressively longer and usually a bit slower through the middle, and then you go on the other end and get shorter and faster by the end of it. So this week's workout, it's it's a fartlek time-based workout where it's two times 30 seconds to start, then two times 60 seconds, two times 90 seconds, two times 120, now we're at the top of the ladder and we go back two times 90 seconds, two times 60, two times 30. So you're moving up through, just adding 30 seconds after every second rep until you get to 120, so that's two minutes. You just do the 120 twice, that's important. You just do the 120 twice, turn around, back down, head back down the ladder, two times 90, two times 60, two times 30. Now the paces that we're after are anything between mild pace and 5K pace. I don't want you going any faster than 5K pace for the two minutes, and I'll get to that shortly. Um, But by all means, feel free to step up that pace for the 30 second efforts to more like mild pace. They might feel more like strides. One minute jog recoveries between them all. Okay, so let me recap that one more time because it's a little bit complicated. One minute recoveries off of the following. Two times 30 seconds, two times 60, two times 90, two times 120, back down the ladder, two times 90, two times 60, two times 30. There we go, paces are somewhere between mile pace and 5K pace. Right, I like this sort of workout because you're touching multiple energy systems, you're you're hit, ticking multiple boxes, and that's why I've got those three L's in the title. We've got lungs, legs, and lactate. Now, the legs aspect are those 30-second efforts, the, the four 30-second efforts that we'll do in, in the session. Now, they are going to be uh, focused primarily on moving really well. I want your legs to be uh, well-supported by a good, strong torso and good arm drive and uh, good, good posture positioning. Um, but also just, just moving really efficiently, focusing on that good quick heel pickup from the moment your toe leaves the ground 
sacking up that heel towards your backside, driving the knee up nice and high, slamming it back down nice and quick, really engaging the ground with a good forwards momentum rather than a plonk. So getting those hips forward, all of that good stuff that we love to talk about. So legs definitely comes into it for the two times 30 at the start and the finish of the workout. Now, after that, we'll want to slow down a little bit to more like 3K pace where we tackle the 60s and the 90s. Now, that, as soon as you see 3K pace, often you're working at what we call VO2 max, your, the maximum output that your, your lungs can handle, maximum up, um, oxygen uptake that your lungs can handle. So there's no more oxygen that your body can, um, can process. Now you'll be getting close to that in this session because you're only getting a minute to recover from these. So the lungs are going to get a good burn. And that's why I said when we get to those two minute two times two minutes in the middle. I want it no faster than 5K pace because I want this to feel more like a little tempo run interlude in the middle of the session, in the middle of an inter, uh, interval session where you throw in this kind of lactate stuff. So you're trying to flush it out running a little bit slower still pretty quick uh, but you're running a little bit slower so that's important that you wind it back because if you run all this workout at the same pace it's going to be very challenging indeed so we want to have a clear difference between each of the the paces for each of the lengths of the intervals and so you can go back to running really really well and not totally zapped and fatigued for the final two times 30 seconds well, how do we tackle this workout? What are, what are some of the, the things you need to know to really be successful at it? Well, first of all is the terrain, and related to the, to the terrain is pace. So it's up to you how you want to um, interpret this workout. So some people who love the trails and love nothing more than a fartlek run in, in the trails, just go into the bush, run off your watch in terms of time, and just don't worry about the paces that you're hitting, run everything by feel. You won't want too technical a trail for those, particularly the two times 30 seconds. You wanna be able to get the wheels moving, so nothing too technical or too up and down. Um, but certainly rolling terrain, maybe like a um, you know golf course type situation for those two times 30 seconds, then get a bit more off-road for, for the others. Other people might want to do this a bit more accurate and actually do it on a flat, a flat measurable pathway where you can, your GPS can actually give you some, some splits and some feedback in terms of the actual speed you're running. So that way you can dial it in a little bit more. Um, up to you how you do it. If it's me and I don't have a, like a 5K race or something coming up where I want to know exactly how fast I'm going, I'm just going to do this in, in, in the bush and do it by feel. But interpret it the way that you want, I'll give you that freedom. Okay, the other thing with this workout, it is it is pretty intense. It's a solid session in terms of the speeds that we're asking you, and we're only giving you 60 seconds recovery. So that's not much, and that's where that lactate uh, it comes into the workout. We're, we want your body to actually flush out that fatigue on the run and, and deal with it when you're, when you're still working reasonably hard. So in that sense, I want you to be in the zone for this session. I want you to have your favorite playlist dialed up, ready to get you to that place where you need to get after it. I want you to um, 
feel like you're, you're ready to crush a good session today. Now, the good thing about this session is those first two times 30 seconds are not too bad. It's just a little dip of the um, toes into the water. And it's really only once you start hitting that 90 second mark with only 60 seconds recovery that the workout starts to ramp up. So you'll have a good third of the workout before things start to get to get a bit um, get a bit pinchy. The other thing I mentioned in terms of, of that fatigue is you will need to be well recovered after the se session, particularly if you haven't done a hang of a lot of faster stuff. So be prepared for a few days of um, maybe stiffness in, in the calves or hammies and uh, hip flexors. You, you will be going um, asking a little bit more from the legs and lungs and, and the overall energy systems of your body um, to get you through this, this one. So expect a few days of just, just a little bit of flatness. The thought for the week, I want to tackle, and it's actually a really good segue from what we're talking about. You know, this this workout is is good and solid. It's a workout that should should challenge you a little bit. Um, and so, how do we feel about these at the start of this workout? How do we? navigate that pre-workout feeling. I talked last week about that, um, the joys of the post-workout feeling, but of course the flip side of that coin is how you feel before the workout, how you're, you're feeling maybe in the warm-up jog or in the day leading up to it or kind of as you're putting on your trainers heading out to do this session. How do you feel? What's that internal self-talk? What's what's going on inside that, that noggin of yours? And Look, I've run a lot of races. We're in the changing rooms beforehand. Guys are puking. They are walking up and down nervously. They are biting fingernails. They are doing all sorts of drills and exercise just to get the, rid of the nerves. And that's in a racing setting, but it can also be a massive one in a workout setting. And, you know, I want to share from, from my own experience around three voices that I kind of have in that zone before I had, had a workout, three voices that get inside my head and threaten to uh, erode the effectiveness of the workout or, or potentially make me pull out the workout before it's even started. So the first voice is the you can't do it voice. And so that's the voice that says you're not the same person that did that race a couple of weeks ago that says you should be able to do this workout or you're not the same person who did a very similar workout to this last week and now you're back and it's like well i'm that was someone else's body you know this is weird uh, detachment like you might not do a workout for a week but a week's gone by and you sort of question whether you can do it again i don't know if you feel this but i definitely feel it and often with the athletes i coach i have to remind them look back through your training diary you did this you did this last week you can do it again um but of course there is related to that there is this element of i know what pain i went through then i don't know if i'm ready to go through that pain again but um don't worry well i'll, I'll give you some tools on, on how to how to tackle these various voices once, once we get there so number two is the i'm too tired voice and th this is the um 
it's really I'm too dot 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 fill fill the blank. So I'm too hungry, I'm too stressed, I'm too overworked, I'm too uh, lazy. <laughs> you know, there's all sorts of I'm too somethings that you can put in there, and these are excuses that you come up with. Um, sometimes those excuses can be be valid. Uh, sometimes they can actually be reasons to do the session, like I'm too stressed from work and other stuff that's been going on in my life. Well, maybe what you really need is a good blowout up the cobwebs type workout and just a chance to chill out afterwards and have a good lie down. I find that some of the best ways to reset my brain. Um, so those excuses can be, um, can be flipped on their head. And the last voice is the keep life comfortable voice. So this is ultimately, I think it comes back to our evolution as a species. Like there's a scarcity of resources that we have available. So unless it's a life and death situation, unless we're out hunting for our food or, or farming, why should we do it? Why should we do this physical exertion? We need to conserve energy. We need to conserve calories so that we can be rested to get after it when life and death situation confronts us. So that, this is the only voice out of those three that I think really carries some weight in terms of you kind of do need to pay attention to it a little bit because it's how humans have survived for thousands of millions of years. And how we pay attention to that is, and I'm going to get into my, my top four for dealing with all the voices shortly, but how we pay attention to that is realizing what has been my overall training load? What has been my overall stress load? So is that voice actually accurate? Saying, actually, no, you, you are a bit fatigued and we need to chop this workout and uh, chop a third of it out, for example. So maybe you say, well, we're just going to skip over the two times 90 either side of the top of the ladder for this workout and scale it back that way. So there's certainly situations where scaling, tweaking, tailoring is really important. You've got to understand your body and you've got to be able to listen to it to adapt it to your needs. All right, let me get with those voices in mind so that you can't do it voice, the I'm too tired voice and the can't we just keep life comfortable voice. Let's talk about four ways that you can deal with those voices. So number one, just start. Just start the warm-up. Say, okay, yeah, I, I hear you. I'm tired. I'm stressed. I could be doing, could be sitting on the couch right now. And yes, it feels like I can't do this. But start your warm-up. Start doing your drills and your uh, stride-outs. Then check and see how you feel. I find that I'm about 50 million times better, feeling 50 million times better, after the warm-up than I did at the start of the warm-up. So that's the first thing, just start. And when it comes to the actual workout, same again, just start. See how those first two 30-second um, efforts at mile pace feel. And then once you've done those, let's lock into a, a couple of 60 seconds, a little bit slower. And then before you know it, you find yourself kind of a third of the way into the workout and feeling like, yeah, I can do this. So that's the first thing. Uh, just start. Number two, focus on processes. So you're before the workout, you're feeling like, ugh, I can't really do this. Well, let's just focus on really good, relaxed running in the, in the warm-up. Maybe include some, some walking. Stop and do some dynamic stretches and some, some drills to really wake their body up. 
focus on good quick cadence, standing up tall, uh, using that arm drive to get that leg speed going in the first uh, two times 30 seconds. So there's lots of little tricks that you can do to create the motions that create the, the emotions. Um, that's a little <laughs> nod to Tony Robbins there. But I think it's true. You, doing something with your body often leads to a, internally feeling the way that you move. And so focusing on those processes, creating those good movements often creates this reminder inside of you like, oh yeah, I'm an athlete. Oh yeah, I can do this. I can hit these splits. So first of all, just start. Number two, focus on processes. Number three, be realistic. And this goes back to what I was saying about that scarcity of resources and maybe you've just done too much training this week and you need to pull things back. Um, so you need to be realistic. And this is where a coach is so helpful. Like coaches don't just write plans. They actually stay in touch with you and you can reach out if life's getting tricky and tailor and tweak. This is where you get your money's worth from a coach. So I'd encourage you, if you're currently just getting a plan from your coach, look at options, how you can include them more in the tailoring week to week and even day by day of what you're doing with your, with your running. Lastly, after being realistic, I'd say be bold. So, and particularly in the back half of the workout, be bold, get through the good processes in the first half, set the good foundation. And then once you're there, be, be bold, be, be prepared to just uh, push things a little bit. And I'm not a massive believer in really pushing the envelope because that's what a, a race is for. And if you keep doing that in a workout zone, you're going to start having more of these, more of this anxiety before workouts because every time you do a workout, you're pushing yourself so hard. So there's this limit to that idea of pushing yourself that just needs to be taken into consideration so that next time when you come back you're you're not remembering the pain and the epicness of what you just did but you're remembering i crushed it i was solid it was a little bit challenging but i got through it i can do that again so that's ideally what we want to do because remember running and fitness isn't about one epic workout it is about months and months of accumulated good solid training Well, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. That's your workout for the week. It's the lungs, legs, and lactate ladder part one. The workout, once again, is a fartlek time-based workout where you run for two times 30 seconds, two times 60 seconds, two times 90 seconds, two times 120, then back down the ladder, two times 90, two times 60, two times 30, one-minute jogs between each of those intervals, every single interval is followed by a one-minute jog, and paces, well, somewhere between your mile pace and your 5K pace, no faster than 5K pace in the middle of the session, please. Have fun with this, and I'd love to hear how it goes as I curate the coming ladder sessions that we're going to be tackling. So let me know how this goes. You can reach me on Hayden, H-A-Y-D-E-N, at tempofit.org and be sure to reach out to me on social media as well, Instagram and Facebook. And... Would you be interested in supporting the podcast and keeping us going, keeping us doing what we're doing and also keeping us um, going with, with the work that uh, we're doing in schools here in New Zealand, uh, particularly for 11 to 13 year olds. 
We've just been talking to a whole bunch of new schools in the last week and can't wait to get those cranked up for, for the year coming. So very exciting things happening. But if you'd like to support us, head to tempofit.org slash wow. stands for workout of the week. And there you'll see a button that will link you to Patreon where you can be a patron uh, of the the page of the, the show and just give us um, a couple of bucks each month. It's not much, but it makes a big difference. Thank you, everyone. Happy running. Ciao.